What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Team Chat Podcast, a video game show. I am one of your hosts, Jared Wilson, joined by the power of the internet, or through the power of the internet, by my co-host, Rachel Mogan. A buongiorno. Buongiorno to you as well. How are you this fine day? I am doing well enough. I just submitted my official application to adopt Mr. Grizz. <gasps> yes! So, well, that no, is I fantastic! Caveat, I didn't technically submit the application. I requested the appointment to Still. do the interview <laughs> to adopt Chris. Chris is getting so, his forever home. How it's wonderful. It's too bad he's not like conveniently in the background right now, that ungrateful cat. Really? <laughs> I know, right? Adopting like, him? He can't even grace us with his presence to be like, yeah, that's me. That's who Dang that's who she's kitty. talking about. Oh, Griswaldo. Oh, he Gris is Waldo. a silly kitten. Silly, silly kitten. But you know, that means that you're going to have all this time to have Sundays, like your Instagrams that you put out of Sundays are for gaming when it's usually a picture of Grizz and like a controller that you're playing. You're going to be able to put out so many more of those content because you're going to be playing so many great video games with Grizz, which will then just bring it back and give you content to talk about here on Team Chat Podcast with new episodes coming out Tuesday mornings at 9 a.m. Central Time, where you can listen to those on podcast services around the World Wide Web as well as watch a video version of each episode over on our YouTube channel. You can find us on social media, such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can join our Discord server, where we have a lot of great fun and conversations about gaming, non-gaming topics, all that fun stuff when we're not here recording the show. And finally, if you would really like to help make the show bigger and better, you can head over to patreon.com slash teamchatpodcast, just like our two newest patrons did torque glare and james k supporting the show over there on the patreon so thank you both uh that it means the world to us and they, uh, they get an extra heart right now right so now they get that heart this one emoji isn't for everyone this one is specifically it's for them specifically for glare james k our two new patrons and also one for sleepy snails who is <laughs> my snails. first ever subscriber on twitch so thank That's you sleepy snails. amazing too because mogan just hit affiliate on her on her own channel not our team chat one but on her her own personal twitch channel just hit affiliate so go give her yeah. a follow give her a subscribe if you like uh but so yes just like them they you can head over to patreon.com slash team chat podcast whereas for as little as a dollar a month you can support the show and in return get cool perks like getting access to a private patron-only channel on our Discord server, the Rogues Gallery, as well as early access to the episodes before their general release and a whole lot of other goodies, like our Patreon-exclusive show for the first two weeks, Team Chit Chat. So uh, there's lots of great stuff that the Patreon gives you, a lot of fun perks there. We're also getting close to one of our first Patreon goals, which is going to be, I believe, getting a whole lot of fun, uh, us making some more fun emotes and stuff like that for our yeah. Discord and Twitch alike. So We're actually going to get like a little custom pack of emotes. So we only need two more dollars on Patreon to get there. That's so right. If you've, been, if you've been holding on to that hot dollar in your pocket, Thinking you're going to go to McDonald's and get something off the value menu instead. You don't need those chicken nuggets. You, right. well, <laughs> you, can, you can use that money somewhere better. <laughs> Boy, have I got a suggestion for you. So we are only $2 away from that. So if you can, it's awesome. And if you can't, that's still perfectly okay. We just love that you're here. Exactly. Because even if you don't want to contribute to the Patreon, that is totally fine. You can help make the show bigger and better in other ways, such as telling your friends, writing us reviews, subscribing on all of the different places where you interact with us. All that stuff is great, and we love it as well. And now everyone else gets the heart emoji. We love you all. We love you so much. So much. But before we get into our main topic of the day, let's get a little bit of news and what's coming out soon in our moment with Mogan. 
All right, unfortunately, the end of the month is much more sparse than the beginning of the month. So I guess yeah, maybe thankfully and unthankfully, this will be a pretty a pretty quick read. All right, so as of uh, yesterday, December 15th, Among Us, this was actually in the uh, Nintendo Indie Direct that just happened as of this episode's record date on the 15th. Among oh, Us right. is officially <laughs> coming to Switch and it's out as of today. So it's out nice. right now if you're hearing this episode. So Among Us is now on Switch. Calico, a cute little indie game, is also available as of the 15th for the PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. It's basically where you get to, like, have a cat cafe, and it's kind of like a, a, a sim game. So it looks incredible. Uh, Fuchsia uh -oh. already bought it. She's going to be streaming it. So um, head on over to Fuchsia Rascal at Twitch if you want to watch some gameplay of Calico sometime. I'm going to have uh, to tell also, Sam about that one. Yeah, she'll I think probably she might be like it. <laughs> really interested. Uh, also on the 15th, Collection of Saga Final Fantasy Legend is out for the Switch. Gears 5, colon, Hive Busters is out for the Xbox Series X slash X, the Xbox One, and PC. Grindstone, this was another one from the Indie Direct, is also out for the Switch now. Uh, it kind of looks like... Not, I don't want to say that it's Candy Crush, but it's kind of like that style of puzzle game where it's got, I don't know how to describe it. It looks really cool and I really love the art style. So Grindstone is out now for Switch. And then as of today, December 16th, Marvel Realm of Champions for iOS and Android is out now. So is MXGP 2020. I assume that's a sports or racing game based on the title. Anyways, yeah, that's out now for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. And then a little bit later down the line, on December 22nd, we have Override 2 Super Mech League for PS5, the new Xboxes, PS4, regular Xbox One, Switch, and PC. And finally, Super Meat Boy Forever is actually coming out. Like, it's finally... It's finally dropping. Uh, Super Meat Boy Forever is out as of December 23rd for the Switch and PC, just in time for Chris Moss. So those of you that have been waiting forever. Ah! I can't even claim that joke. Someone in Fuchsia's stream made it. And I was like, oh, my God, it's such a good joke. <laughs> I love it. That's so nice. Anyways, I'm shamelessly stealing jokes. But thank you to the user whose name I can't recall right now. Anyways, Super Meat Boy Forever out now. Go get it. Boom. All right. Well, we do have a couple other smaller things uh, that we wanted to talk about first. Obviously, uh, game awards happened within the last week, and we, you know, we watched. Mogan and I both watched those. We were chatting along with everybody in our Discord as we were watching, and we just wanted to quickly, you know, all the information on that and about that and the winners and all that is out there for everyone. But so we didn't want to necessarily go and like rehash the whole thing. We just really quickly wanted to say what, how our overall thoughts of the show maybe like what our favorite reveal is and then and then we'll move into our other topics so what did you think how how did how did you think the awards fell were you surprised were you like this is right on course with what i thought so i wasn't at all surprised to an extent i will say you know just right out the gate obviously the last of us part two won almost every major category it won it best won direction seven. it won game of the year it won a ton of stuff mm. and I don't think it deserved to win every category. And I think Ghost of Tsushima got robbed. So I do too. unfortunately, it's just a case of, you know, I, I guess it's just an industry problem where when you've got two massive games that both happen to come out in the same year and they're both incredibly well received, 
it feels like one of them is going to win every category because this has happened before. It's not like mm. this is new. It feels like one of them wins everything. And then the other one just gets totally sidelined. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima did not win a single category that it was nominated for, which is it's bad. It's a bad look. It's an just incredible kinda, game. I, I mean, I don't know if it's necessarily a bad look. I just think it's, you know, yes, I anticipated Last of Us Part Two was going to win a lot. I did not anticipate a full sweep. Like, and it didn't win every category it was nominated for either, but still just of like the big ones it did. And I was just very surprised that, and not saying I didn't think it deserved it because I'm obviously like last was part two is my game of the year. I had a fantastic time with that game and I think it's an incredible game, but like you said, ghosts did a lot of things good too. And I think that did deserve some recognition. So I was sad and very, especially because of how explosive for a new IP that it yeah. was and how well it was received that it didn't get anything. So hopefully yeah. some, and it gets some better, some more recognition in some of the other award shows that are coming on. Um, the, uh, my only other, one of my other complaints, and we talked about this too in our discord, the show's too damn long. They got, Oh my God, it was like, so long. They <laughs> dragged that thing out for ever it's, which granted most of it first of all every time i use the word granted i immediately think of you because you use that word all the time i don't know if you noticed i do you do you use <laughs> I it all the time like every other sentence it'll be like granted and i'm like ah. <laughs> I oh i didn't know that okay well now i'm gonna be super aware about saying granted and, not, don't, and be like, <laughs> don't think about what you're saying from now on just ignore that anyways granted uh god where was i going with this i just totally distracted myself um Length of the show. Oh, length of the show. So granted, most of it was divided between actual Game Awards content, which was actually, you know, announcing the nominations and giving out the awards in question. The mm -hmm. other part was really just all of the ads. You know, they're really just advertisements. Um, you can call them reveals if you want to, but some of them weren't reveals per se because it was stuff we already knew about. So mm -hmm. just like ads and reveals were the majority of the rest of the time and then there were a few sporadic performances here and there which I will say the live performances of um, do tell me his name, Last of Us Man Oh, Gustavo Santayela? That, yes. Did, is he the one that actually did the live performance? Mm -mm. It was uh, Lorne Balf I believe oh, was the, that's was, what I meant. who was composing yeah. it in Abbey. So Abbey the guy who did the live performance of that or song Really nice. I don't normally enjoy acoustic music, I'll just be honest, but it was really oh. nice. Loved it. Oh, wait. Do you mean the guitar guy yeah. who did the solo? Oh, that was Eddie Vedder of Pearl Jam. Oh, Sorry. okay. Eddie Vedder of Pearl Jam. <laughs> I, I, I meant Lauren Balfe was the conductor of the, like, when oh. they did the orchestra parts. No, no, no. I meant, like, the little oh, okay. acoustic guitar part. Yeah, for yeah. The last that was Eddie Vedder. So that was a really nice piece, but I was really just so happy. I don't really think it deserved it because Persona 5 Royal. It's, it's still Persona 5. I think it's kind of redundant to have it a second year on just because it's Persona 5 Royal, but that's for a conversation for another time. The point is the lead singer for the soundtrack from Persona 5 Royal uh, came out and did a live performance of title that I will not remember right now, but it was incredible. It was good. <laughs> Damn it. What was that title? God, what's but, uh, it called? Anyways, it doesn't matter. Um, but no, so uh, yeah, I don't know. Just by, especially like the last hour, I was just like, get to the final award. yeah at, at it was the end it was it, just was like, like freaking speed this up now because i was surprised like i'm i'm oh sorry oh no i was gonna say part of the reason that i think it was so long to us is because we were starting with the pre-show which quick complaint why I, it was the same show 
I mean, they just speed through some other, yeah, they just speed through some award content. It's the main show. Just call it all the show. Because some people didn't join until later, not realizing that the pre-show was actually going to have some pretty important categories in it. Like, Best Soundtrack got shunted into pre-show. And I'm like, It always is. And that's such bullshit. I I hate that. (laughs) that, that, It's like a knife in the kidneys every time. And it makes me so mad. Anyways... Pre-show versus regular show is stupid. They should have just combined it into all one show at the outset and marketed it marketed it that way. That being said, it was still just too long. It was too long. But I still, but like it, its length was an issue, yes. But still, lots of fun stuff that happened. Like lots of really cool things were revealed and we did get a lot of fun updates on things too coming out and some really cool, like legit cool reveals. What yeah. do you think was your favorite reveal that they showed? Mm, good question. There were a couple that I thought were really nice. Uh, I know that it's not a new game by any stretch, but the fact that the director's cut or like director's edition or, you know, whatever they're calling it, ultimate, de- de- ultimate edition of Sea of Solitude is specifically coming to the Switch, that I was actually pretty excited about because Sea of Solitude, I don't think got incredible reception when it came out, but I was still really excited about it. And I'm actually really pleased now that it's coming to the Switch because I feel like that's a good platform for that type of game. So I'm totally planning to pick it up. So I was pretty jazzed about Sea of Solitude. Nice. I think my favorite one is actually uh, the Callisto Protocol. The one that was like set on this moon and like had the like prisoner in a cell and then like that monster came out from behind him because there were a ton of games revealed that were zombies, demons, something like that. And yes, this one is monsters in some kind of like alien life too, but it's the one that like actually gave me like the creepiest vibes and I was very here for that. And it also was very much gave me vibes of dead space, which is good because it's which makes sense because it was developed or is being developed by the dead space creator, Glenn Schofield. So it's kind of cool though, to see that that one, that one just had like that edge that like that extra creepy factor that kind of like stuck it up there. So I'm pretty excited for that one to come out. I think that one could be, or to learn more about it, I should say. And uh, I think that one could have a lot of fun stuff or fun potential. Yeah, kind of on that note, another one that we just got more information on, but the more of it I see, the more of it that I'm more on board with, Returnal. Uh, We got another look at Returnal, which again, stupidest name for a game I've ever heard, but it looks like a great game. And it's like, why did you have to name it so dumb? But Returnal, we got a, we got a closer look at at least the, what appears to be the gameplay. Uh, and I, I still just think it looks like a really interesting game. And it, it seems like something right up my alley, kind of straddling that line between sci-fi and like mystery thriller, just based on the story. Uh, it also looks like it kind of has a couple of little horror elements in there, but predominantly it appears to be a sci-fi game, which I'm really excited about. Nice. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead then and move into our main topic. Now for everybody who's going to hear this main topic and be like, wait a minute, guys, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. December 10th has come and gone. Cyberpunk 2077 has hit the shelves. Why aren't you guys talking about cyberpunk? Well, that's because we're still trying to get our first impressions in order. I was uh, out of town over the weekend celebrating my anniversary and all that. And so I didn't have a chance to jump into the game as much. So I want to fit a little bit more time in it before we talk about it and give our first impressions in that. We will also be talking about all of this controversy surrounding the game and its various releases and quality and all that jazz. So, Stay tuned for all that. That will be coming 
in next week's episode. Fender just walked into the room like, oh, are we spilling tea? What's are going gonna, on is in Is it time to drop the hot goss? Yeah, what's the hot gossip, girls? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Fender. But the main topic, though, of the day is actually one that Mogan came up with, and it's pretty fun take on the season because as you can see behind her or if you're listening to the audio version it is very much christmas time she's got that big tree all lit up behind her it's beautiful it's great so what topic are you bringing for us today so this is another topic where i feel like have we never done this before i feel like we've definitely talked about this before and yet we really haven't Uh, i just wanted us to do like a fun silly seasonally appropriate topic of what do we want for Christmas? Meaning if you were writing a letter to Santa and you were going to ask him for, you know, the wildest stuff you possibly could, what would you ask for? So not like realistic things that we think might actually happen, but like wild things that only, only the big man himself, the big SC, the big Santa Claus possibly (laughs) deliver for us. (laughs) So that's the prompt. Yeah. What do we want for Christmas? What can Santa possibly bring us to make us those those kids in like N64 videos that, you know, on Christmas morning where they're losing their minds? What 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 can have that effect for us? That's what mm, we're in for mm, here. Mm, mm, mm. Okay. 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 See, I kind of, in thinking of things for this topic, I was kind of like, I don't know if I'm dreaming big enough. Dude. But at the same time, I was also like, but if these things came true... I would be so hyped. So I mean, <laughs> I, I my, think it fits. <laughs> I had no trouble coming up with a massive list very quickly. <laughs> so I had All right, to, like, well then what was one of your, what's one of your first ones? What's what's so, what's one of your first wishes for Santa? We will start with one that was actually prompted by something Jarrett posted in the Discord recently that I kind of figured was maybe coming down the line, but you know, we haven't we haven't heard about it in so very very long. So what I want for Christmas from my dear old Santa Claus is I'm just I'm just begging you, dude. Metroid Prime 4, maybe it comes out on on Christmas Day and maybe it comes out for the Switch and it has and it has incredible motion controls because here's the thing. So A, I want Metroid Prime 4. Uh, and the reason that I thought of this is because Jarrett posted a uh Twitter link from Retro Studios, which is based here in Austin. They worked on the original Metroid Prime trilogy. Retro Studios posted a link that they were hiring for an AI designer to join the team specifically for Metroid Prime 4. So we know that they're working on it. We Mm -hmm. know that stuff's happening. They're actively hiring more positions for it. So hopefully this is good news. That being said, it'll be years, I think, minimum before it comes out. So if Santa could just like speed that process up, maybe get us that Metroid Prime 4 sooner, that would be great. And then additionally, so Santa, this next one's pretty easy. If you could maybe come through on this one, that'd be pretty great. To go along with the Metroid Prime 4 release, uh, I would also love, just love a port of the Metroid Prime trilogy, the originals, mm. me, the original Metroid Primes 1, 2, 3, and 4, which they had done previously. They made a uh, collection of the Metroid Primes and released it for Wii U, question mark? 
I, I it was know. either the Wii or the Wii U, and I, I truly can't remember which one. Uh, a port of those games to the Switch, again, with touch controls, because the Joy-Con, they match up to the touch controls from the Wii so well. And honestly, that's the best I've ever felt controlling a Metroid game that isn't one of the 2D side-scrollers. So if they could make a release of the uh, original Metroid Prime collection for the Switch with touch controls, not touch controls, with motion controls, and then also just... Just give me that sweet, sweet, all I want for Christmas is Metro Prime 4. That's all I want. That's all I, I like want. How, I like how this topic was introduced as the things that might not will might not ever happen. And then <laughs> the first one is Metro Prime 4, thing. the thing we know it is happening. My, I still, I, I, I'm just, I'm so concerned. You're, you know, it's you, you, been so long since we got that initial, just briefest, briefest of teasers, which I When hate. was that? It was at least two years ago. It may yeah. have honestly been three years ago. It was a long ass time ago. But yeah. as as long as 2020 has been, I, I really couldn't say. It's been minimum two years, possibly three. Uh, the point right. is, it's been a very long time with absolute radio silence. These first little breadcrumbs, again, are not really anything official. It's just like, oh, they're hiring. So it's even just then like a maybe... Maybe, maybe they, they just might need be somebody new. On it. Maybe one of the old animators quit and they needed somebody new. So yeah, they've I been mean, working on that, it for years. That's kind of what I assume is that they're probably trying to replace somebody. Uh, but the point is, Metroid Prime 4, it can't come soon enough. And also, I am willing to wait for it if it's the best product ever. Not even the best, just good enough. Just good enough. It's actually a pretty low bar. So that's that, that's my number one for Christmas. Well, actually, technically my number three. Anyways, take it away, Jared. What's your number three? So again, like I feel like I'm not the best at looking at something and being like in my wildest dreams, like what is something that hasn't been announced yet, hasn't been done? Like what would I want to come to, to you know, to video games and to be wrapped under my tree? But because like, for example, Last was part two just came out. It was fantastic. I had a wonderful time. All Horizon Zero Dawn two, true, bro. exactly. <laughs> Horizon Zero Dawn two about you know coming out next year. God of War two announced. We don't know when it's coming out, but it's announced. And so, also I guess maybe like next year at some point. I don't remember. But so it's like those are all out there. Those are all coming true. Assassin's Creed Valhalla is here and it's great. So you know there's there's all these things that have already happened. And I'm just like, hmm. So, but when you said about getting that fuzzy feeling of just like a, a little kid opening his N64 for the first time, I was like, well, then what do I remember? And I, so I looked to my past and basically. Is this going to be a Star Wars game? This list is very heavily slanted towards Star Wars. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. Because here's the deal. Here's the thing, everybody. Mandalorian season two. Rockin' my world. And the one of the things that is rocking my world about it the most is how much it is bringing in pre-Disney acquisition Star uh, Wars canon and lore. Nice. And it's bringing all of those back. And it's bringing with it memories of all these Star Wars uh, childhood fun that I got to have. And so that just makes me be like, man, I really want this. I really want that. But the thing, and this one is impossible. I know it's not impossible. Only It's impossible only by the magic of St. Nick. But I want Star Wars 1313 to be revived. 
Oh, the canceled Star Wars project. Yes. I, I, I'm, I, the minute you said it, I'm immediately remembering some of those initial promo images they put out. It did look pretty cool. It, it was going to be, sweet, man. yeah, it was going to be a Star Wars game where you got to play as bounty hunter Boba Fett and you got to be in the seedy criminal underworld of Coruscant and you got to be, and it was going to be a dark, it was going to be a dirty Star Wars game. It was going to, I believe it was even going to be rated M. Like it was going to be awesome. And it gets to like, and I even saw recently, I, I, I should have looked it up again to try to fi- find it, but I saw a, a dev or somebody close to the project say like, it was really close to being done. It oh, was like, they had a brutal. lot of work done on it. And for that to be pulled out from under us, I was so sad when that got canceled. So I think that would have to be my first one because I mean, Boba Fett's my favorite Star Wars character anyway. And so it's just like, uh, it was like that, any chance to get to play as him any chance I get to, I get to see him on screen, I'm going to be happy about. So like, give me, give me star Wars 1313, dear Santa Claus, please. Because I think it had a lot of promise for not, not saying I haven't enjoyed the star Wars games we've gotten since then. I have Jedi. I fell in order. was an incredible game. Star Wars squadrons has been an incredible game. And even though the, it had a rocky start, the battlefront one and two were fun games as well. So I'm not saying I'm, I'm not grateful for what he, for what St. Nick has blessed us with already, but please add that, add that little nist. I've been a good boy this year. I've been pretty terrible. I don't think I've done anything good this year. <laughs> so I think that would have to be the thing that like, Oh man, if that happened, I would, I'd be pretty psyched. So yeah, I gotcha. Uh, well then my next thing is actually, po- it, it's certainly possible. It might even someday happen, but perhaps not in the way that I want it to. But you know what? Really, for this particular game and for this particular game series, anything more that we can get out of it, I'm not going to (laughs) complain. I will just I will just shut up and take what I am given. Uh, It is for a revival. Even I would say it. So again, this is high in the sky a Mm -hmm. full-scale reboot like remaster reboot reimagining i don't care what you call it all of final fantasy 7 almost almost all of final fantasy 7 i think ultimately i would want it to more closely match up with bravely default or even Mm. octopath traveler in terms of appearance because it's for golden sun one and two So if you're unfamiliar with the Golden Sun series, uh, Golden Sun 1 and then its predecessor, Golden Sun 2, The Lost Age, were released on December, excuse me, were released in 2001 and 2002, respectively, for only the Game Boy Advance. So Game Boy Advance, I'm pretty sure I still have mine. Like, I think it's laying around here somewhere. And I do also have one of my super old uh, original Nintendo DSs that can still play Game Boy Advance games. But that doesn't stop the fact that Golden Sun is, by this point, a very old game. It's a 20-year-old game. It's practically a 20-year-old game uh, that most people don't have access to. So what I would want, like ideally my dream, is for them to A, re-release Golden Sun the way it was originally meant to, because the first two games, Golden Sun 1 and The Lost Age, were originally meant to be one game. 
they were supposed to be one continuous experience, but the game turned out to be so long and the limits of the Game Boy Advance cartridges were so slim at that time that they were forced to split them up. Which, that being said, they are two full games. Like, Mm -hmm. I can understand how at the time it was too long for what that system could support. So I want them to recombine Golden Suns 1 and 2 into one game, just call it Golden Sun. I don't care what more you do with it. I want them to change nothing about the story. I want them to change nothing about the gameplay. Do not change the soundtrack. Just make it fancier, like update it. Just update the soundtrack and update the graphics. That's all I'm asking. And I'm not even asking for like a full Final Fantasy VII remake here. I am perfectly happy to settle, not even settle, like it's kind of what I want. I would want the Golden Sun reboots to still have that like fancy pixelated look, which is why I love Octopath Traveler. Because Octopath Traveler had that 2D, 3D effect with like really fancy pixel art. That's mm-hmm. exactly what I want for Golden Sun. Keep the beautiful pixel art, keep all of the game design elements literally don't change anything at all. Don't change the characters. Don't don't touch anything. Don't change the color scheme. Do not change what the djinn do. Just reboot that game. Make it a little fancier in the audio mm-hmm. and, and the video departments. And that's it. I just want to be able to play Golden Sun again on the Switch specifically. No matter where you put it, I want it on the Switch, please. So if you could just please remake Golden Suns 1 and 2 and put them on the Switch and have them be really fancy like Octopath Traveler, Santa Claus, that would just be superb. And then if you could also go back in time and make it like Dark Dawn Never Happened, that would also be superb because I personally hated that game and I would like for it to be erased from time. Thank you. Please, old Santa. Please. Please, Please. Please, Santa. (laughs) That's all I'm asking for, even though I don't deserve it and I suck. But (laughs) whatever. (laughs) I still want it. So my uh, second pick for old Santa does come in the form of yet another remaster. I'm just going to go ahead and drop the ball, uh, drop the bomb on y'all that, yes, all three of mine are requests for remasters. That's okay. Sometimes that's uh, all we want. It is all I want. Like, if I'm thinking about it and just, like, looking at these, like, you know... looking back at like what would make me really happy getting to play these games again and new uh in in a new you know of the current modern graphics and everything with current modern mechanics and gameplay and controls would be fantastic but this one is the a game that started my love of a series that a series that i still play today is it kotor no it's <gasps> this one is the only one not star wars i was <laughs> gonna say oh that oh my god this one is Civilization 2. I would love oh. to have remastered. Because Civilization 2 is the very first Civilization game I played. Kickstarted my love for the whole series. I'm still a big fan of Civilization, still play Civilization 6 to this day. I know there are places where you can go online and play Civ 2 today. Like I can just go up, boot up an old emulator, and I'm there. But the game obviously. For when it came out, it does, it looks, it's old, it's very dated. But the things about it that I love the most are like, it's fun little touches, like it's, well, fun little touch. It's music is extraordinary. Plus it had these fun things that later Civ games didn't do. For example, you know, in all the Civilization games, you can, you have this panel of advisors who will give you tips based on what they think. And there's like military, science, commerce, stuff like that. And all games post Civ 2 have just like it's either just a dialogue box that pops up 
or it's a menu screen with all these different things. Civilization 2, though, was different in the fact that even though this game came out in like the mid 90s, it used the technology of full motion video where it would be uh, live action footage that was filmed and like us and then inserted into the game. So all of the your advisors are these live action video clips that would play. And in the ancient era, they're all wearing like togas. Then in the next one, like in medieval era, the military advisors in a suit of armor. Then the next one, you know, they advance through the ages like that, but they would have these funny little sound bites. They would like argue with each other. Like if you were, if you caused unrest in your city, you would open up your, in your empire, you would open up, your advisor's panel and they'd all be like yelling and like shaking their fists at you, throwing wine everywhere and stuff like that, like showing their displeasure. And so that part was always super fun to hear their reactions, hear what they were saying. And it just, I don't know. It just made it feel more alive in in a game that at the time was very still like their pieces were, were just like your military units were just icons that would slide from square to square. Like a board if you game. built something like, like yeah. a regular board game, just exactly. <laughs> and if you built like a railroad, it would just appear like in combat with the two icons would just like hit each other. And there'd be these like battle noises and little, like uh, these like little animated black animated things would like pop out to make it look like they were fighting. And then one of them would be done. And so those touches, yes, I think would be really cool to see that all upgraded, especially to like what it is now in Civ 6 where they're fully animated. If when two uh, forces fight each other, they're like swinging swords, swinging axes, shooting the guns and all that stuff and it all looks Even alive. Gandhi, does he punch people in the face? That'd be pretty no, awesome. I mean, the leaders don't fight. A they swift just, punch to the face from the, Gandhi. <laughs> it's all of the, the military units only. But still, that game just, because of its soundtrack, because of like the advisors thing, I think that would just be a really fun blast from the past to be able to see that in its in a modern glory. I know the game, the game series itself has changed a lot and it added a lot of new features and things like that. So I'm not even saying, kind of like what you were saying about Golden Sun. Like, I don't want anything new. I just want it to look new just want it to but look new still, and i don't know about C- about civ 2 but specifically for golden sun access just make it more accessible by mm-hmm, modern mm-hmm, gamers mm-hmm. who have maybe never been able to experience these wonderful games before because yes. who doesn't love sharing is caring right right yeah it's a good thing it's a hey you're that santa that. maybe i don't suck so much after all you should totally give me what i'm asking for she shares because she cares about myself yeah. whatever <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so I think uh, I think seeing Civ two come back in in modern glory, I believe, would be that'd be pretty fun. I'd I'd be pretty pretty happy about that. Pretty happy about that. So this is very off topic, but when we do eventually get um, our special sub emote pack or whatever we're gonna call it, just emote pack uh, in general, I'm absolutely going to request or draw myself like an upside down dead cow that has died of a malady (laughs) and it's going to be called like cow malady and it's going to have like the x's for eyes and it's going to be like feet straight up in the air i've got ideas anyways damn it i know it's not the same game stronghold on my list here it's it's not a different game but it just every time you mention civ i immediately go to cow malady whether or not it is a strange malady has stricken our cows my lord lord Excellent. <laughs> so, so what then tops your list of the your top number one? thing on my list is simultaneously the most achievable thing and somehow the least achievable. 
because I know in my soul that the changes I am hoping are possible. Well, they, they are possible. They're definitely possible. Technologically speaking, they might even be easy, relatively speaking. I know the game development is hard. I'm not dragging anybody. But it, it, other games do it. Like, that's the thing. Other games <laughs> do it, and it's got to be easy because everybody else does it. Yeah. Uh, the thing that I want more than anything in the world, Santa, in the world, I'm not even asking for a P- PS5, which I know is impossible, even for you. Santa... What I want, perhaps even, I don't know, Miyamoto Claus, anyone at Nintendo, I want quality of life improvements for Animal Crossing New Horizons. Uh, And I will expand on that. But there are, you know, just the longer you play the game, the more some of the, it's it's the little things, the more Mm -hmm. some of these little things about the game are just, they can be better they can be great and instead they suck so specifically uh one of the things is of course in animal crossing if you're not familiar you have and always have had a restricted inventory so you only have an inventory like on the screen about yay big i think if you have max inventory upgrade you have three or four rows worth of items uh maybe you can carry i think you can carry anywhere between like 30 to 40 things But in the current inventory, so you have your main inventory, which is like all of your tools, anything that you pick up throughout your regular daily gameplay, like weeds, uh, materials, like wood that you chop from trees, and anything that you buy, like furniture goes into your inventory, Uh, fish go into your inventory, bugs, they all go into your inventory. And once you've maxed out your inventory, you have to go get rid of it somehow. You either have to sell materials, uh, sell items, you have to uh, build with your materials to use them up, or you have to just relocate things into your storage at home, which is fine. I actually don't hate the inventory system that much, but here's the thing. There is already currently a tiny sub-inventory attached to your main inventory. It is the clothing icon, and it accounts for anything that you are physically wearing at the time. So if I go to my sub-inventory and I click on that clothing icon, I can voluntarily take off, without being at my wardrobe, any of the clothing I'm wearing. I don't like the hat I'm wearing? Cool, I'll just take it off and I'll drop it back off at home later, because that hat then goes back into your main inventory. Which means that you can separate out things that are in your main inventory into a sub-inventory. Why aren't tools in a sub-inventory by design. You already have the key hmm. ring, like the game gives you an item called the key ring where you keep all your tools, but guess what? That key ring does not sort them out of your main inventory. They're still in your main inventory. Oh, that's so, weird. So things that you have to carry with you basically all the time if you want to play the game are your butterfly net, your fishing rod, your shovel, your watering can, your vaulting pole, axes. There's a bunch of standard tools that you really need to have on you at any given time that are just clogging up space in your main inventory that can. They did it for clothing. They can do it for tools. You can, Nintendo, you can make a sub-inventory for tools and have them separated out from your your main inventory. And if that could happen, that would just be... Uh, it would just be it would just be chef's kiss is what it would be uh, and that's just item number one on the list <laughs> so the other <laughs> one is actually the other one is actually very minor in comparison the tools thing 
just every time I think about it too hard, like my temperature rises and I get hot and like I start to lose my vision because I'm so mad. But the other <laughs> thing is much more, it, it's just minor. It's not even reasonable. It's just a minor thing. Um, currently, you can only make up to one infrastructure request per day. And that accounts for a lot of different things. So that can be making revisions to your own home, like changing the design. It can be moving another villager's home to a different location. It can be building anything new, like a bridge or a staircase or anything like that. It can also be destroying a bridge or, or a ramp or a staircase. So anything that you do that alters the, the design of your island you can only do one of those per day, and it would be just the best if you could do one of those per day within its category. One villager move, one uh, mainstay move, and I don't know how else to say mainstay, like the, the museum, the shop, the Able Sisters, like one shop move, I guess I could just say shop, one mm -hmm. shop move, one villager move, uh, one... I don't know, one bridge or ramp, if there could just be one in each of those categories per day, it would be awesome. You would have to, you would be able to cut down on time spent time traveling, which I totally do because I hate waiting. I hate waiting for it to be done. And I want to be able to do more things all the time. Mm -hmm. So if they, if they could just make more of those possible per day, I'd even be happy with like two per day and you can pick among anything. That'd be awesome. But currently you can't. And it's unfortunate. And then the last thing, is perhaps the highest on my list for quality of life improvements for Animal Crossing New Horizons. It is, please, for the love of whatever whatever god you want, if you don't want a god, pick science. I don't care what you pick. <laughs> for the love of anything, please make the clothing shop better. We have talked about this before, but the longer the game goes, just the more it weighs you down with how annoying it is. Currently, to buy any given piece of clothing, you have to go to the clothing shop, you have to go to Able Sisters, and then if something happens to be on the floor display, sure, you can buy that one thing, but the floor display only carries a fraction of what is actually available. And to view the full list of what's available, you have to go into the dressing room. And then you can view everything that Able Sisters has that day, try it all on in different mix and matches. And then you would think, well, hey, there's six different colorations of this one coat that I want, and I want all of them. I bet I can probably buy all six of them at the same time, right? Because that would make a lot of sense. No, you have oh, no. to buy one at a time. And to be fair, you can buy as much as you're able to put on your physical person. So I can buy one hat, one accessory, one, one top, one bottom, one sock, one shoe. I can buy all of those at a time. But what if I don't want all of that? What if I just want just every color of the coats? I have to try on a coat, purchase it, exit the fitting room. Go back into the fitting room. Try on the other color of coat. Ooh. Buy it. Exit the fitting room. Go back into the fitting room. Try on the third color of coat. Exit the fitting room. Go back into the fitting room. Do the fourth one. It is infuriating. And I know that it is something that they can make better. And I don't understand why it's not. I don't know why they designed it that way. It like I like I, my heart rate is rising. You're getting fired <laughs> I'm up. Getting so mad. <laughs> <laughs> so the, unlike my other things, which are aspirational things that I would just love to have for fun, just for fun, just give me the Metroid Prime trilogy remaster. Give me the Metroid Prime Four. Give me Golden Sun remaster. That would be super fun and awesome. 
I just want them. No other reason. I just like them. But the Animal Crossing stuff are things that are actively detrimental to gameplay. And if they could fix it, it would be a perfect game. It's so close to being a perfect game if they would just fix these quality of life things that I know are possible. So anyways, that's what I would like for Christmas. Santa. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it, everybody. And with bring that, myself I'll down from that. <laughs> so Santa Claus, please, I'm just begging you, bro. Just, just, if you could go talk to Nintendo, that'd be awesome. Get Reggie back in the mix. He doesn't seem to be doing much these days. <laughs> so yeah, anyways, that's what I want for Christmas. Love you, Santa. Grateful for everything I currently have in life, but also there's some things that could be. Love you. What's your third item? (laughs) My third one is uh, going back. Like I said, it's another remaster, and yes, it's another Star Wars thing. But this game that I would love to see remastered and playable, and maybe have some tweaks to its story, is. Star Wars Dark Forces, the very Dark first Forces. first person shooter game I ever played in my young Jarrett life. Wow. And so I would love this game to come back because it's of the style of shooter, similarly to even like Doom, where you can have like 10 weapons in your arsenal that you can quickly switch beca- switch through as after you unlock them all, of course. But it's that kind of style of, you know, just... It's not like, you know, how like in Call of Duty and things like that, you have loadouts that have like your main gun, secondary gun. No, you can have like this whole arsenal strapped to your body and you're running through blasting away stormtroopers, blasting away at all these enemies. And there were some really fun enemies too. in just the terms of like how, again, into the lore of Star Wars, this game went. But this one also be kind of came back to me being like, yeah, I want this game back, especially because of Mandalorian season two. For those who haven't seen it yet, I won't go into spoilers why. But if you have seen it, you know why. If you know, you know. And so, but that kind of raises then where I would want this story to be kind of different. Because obviously the, can- the new canon now with Mandalorian alters slightly the canon of Dark Forces. And so, while I'm glad that Mandalorian pulled in the parts of Dark Forces that it did... It does, it does present some changes in what that would look like if they did decide to bring this game back. And so, but the whole thing about it though is because it was a game where you played as a totally brand new character, I believe at that point, Kyle Katarn. And he then goes off to branch off into other uh, Star Wars games and Dark Forces sequels later on. So he became a very major character and player in the Star Wars universe. And because of the Disney acquisition so far has remained a non-canon character so bringing him back and bringing back his best buddy pal sidekick jan or would also be really cool and his and so getting but that story though was very cool because it was a lot of espionage you're going in to steal like originally just like these death star plans i believe and then after that it then rolls into uncovering this secret empire empire project that you then have to go thwart because if it's successful will mean like utter destruction and pain and on not only the rebellion, but the universe at large in the galaxy. So it was a really cool, like high stakes kind of game. It was, and it had not only impressive combat, you also got to fight. You, you actually did fight against Boba Fett in one of the levels, which was kind of cool. And it just was a really awesome star Wars story. And for like my first, and that might've even been the first star Wars game. I even video game I even played. And so having that one is like one of the, my earliest gaming memories, 
being able to see that in all of its glory, especially now what I see Star Wars universes with like the Battlefront, like a first person shooter with the Battlefront and Battlefront 2 look like, they look so damn pretty. And getting to explore all of these locations of Dark Forces, specifically like another crime world, and it's the the hut um main you know, or one of the hut strongholds, Narshada. That level was super cool. It's like another big like city planet. I, kind of I thing. just love the designation of crime world, you know, it, where the whole world is just crime. <laughs> pretty much. I mean, not oh maybe not, but it's just like it has a very strong seedy underbelly because like the hut <laughs> the huts do have a very firm grasp on Narshada. And so like seeing those places come back and it just would be a delight. And I have, I have seen that someone is like recreating it in unreal engine and like making it look pretty, but like, it's not the full game and stuff like that. So like, I understand that like the potential is possibly there. And that's what I mean. I don't think it would ever happen because they would have to make drastic changes to the story to make it line up with current star Wars canon. But, but if they could just be like, Hey, we understand this doesn't line up, but it was a classic star Wars game. Here you go. Looks fresh, looks new, clean controls because like this game too, it's like, it's old in the sense that like to make your, you do not make your gun point up and down by using your keyboard, your, your mouse. You do it by hitting page up and page down on the keyboard. Oh my God. Wait, I don't even think my keyboard has that option. Exactly. Mean. Yeah. Like you have to have on the full, the full on keyboard oh like I'm gonna the spill big some mechanical keyboard oh yeah. like no. old style ones like you would have to have that i think on like later ones on uh, later ports you could like do i think con- like control in the arrow keys oh, or something like hold those no. at the same time it's it's funky on a computer that's oh, what I, I played it on and i know it was a ps1 game and i actually have it on the on play i could play it on my ps3 but it's the same thing like those controls are because it is like you're literally using the up pad the up and down d-pad buttons to like change your view and so it's not smooth it's not smooth by any means and for a first person shooter good heavens exactly it's honestly kind of funny because you basically just have to like point your gun in the general direction and then like it you see the the bolts go like (laughs) but they're still hitting stuff it's just like there's no like aiming down the sight it's purely just you're just holding down the trigger button and and, and just that good old spray and pray exactly (laughs) it really is that (laughs) it really is that and so i I just had a a ton of memories wrapped up in that game it's not it's also one of the first memories of games that when i realized games had cheat codes and you could apply those and do fun things with them i would do it mess around in that game as well so being able to have it's fun to go back and see even now like i'll fire it up on like steam or wherever i have it and be like oh yeah this game it's it's great and it's fun but oh my god would it look so cool so cool and be such a great game to get to play in to modern standards so i would love please old saint nicholas if you could bring me a dark forces remaster i would be eternally grateful yeah, so I think we all would be. That's what uh, that's what tops out my list right there. So well, that you know. was a pretty fun time. I had it fun. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> it allowed me to rant about one thing and just and just dream, just dream about two other things, which is that's which all is we what, can do is just dream. That's what the holidays are all about, right? That's just right. Hope, love, dreaming of what probably isn't possible, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well. 
do you have, dear listeners, have a wish list of things that you wish Santa would bring you in all of his great and glorious power? What could Santa Claus bring unto you under the Christmas tree? Well, let us know. You can send us an email at teamchatpodcast to gmail.com. Comment below on any place where you're listening. Join our Discord and talk about it with us there. We would love to hear from you. But with that, though, that wraps up this episode of Team Chat Podcast. Until next time, everybody, I am one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined to the power of the internet. Rachel. Adios. We'll see you all next time.